Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Today, I'm preaching a message entitled The Heart of God. What I mean by the heart of God is that God has a heart. You understand? And human beings also, we also have what? A heart. Sometimes everything is as if we forget that God has what? A heart. And when we say heart, what do we mean? I'm, I'm not talking about the organ. No, I'm talking about, about the biblical heart. We stand for what a person is, what a person concludes to do, what a person what does. Amen. So all of us here, we have different hearts. When it comes to the same thing, yeah, we have different hearts. Like as a church, the Bible says we are to be of one heart. You understand? Yeah. Because you can be in a church and you have different hearts. Yeah. The purpose for doing the thing is different. Meanwhile, the purpose should be one. Please check my mic if it needs to go up. Please, do you understand? So God has what a heart. When we come, for example, prayer service, when we are praying, or when we come, people have different hearts for coming. Even though there must be one general word, heart. Amen. So God has what? A heart. Okay. Now, whenever we are dealing with God, one of the greatest errors that I've seen in the church, that I've seen with Christians, note, it's, the Bible is about Christians. God's interest is with Christians. As for the world, They've made their decision. They've made their choice. Amen. So, not like if it's about Christians, not like the world are not like that. They are even worse. But we, I say for Christians because we are not supposed to be that. Amen. Is that when we are dealing with God, we forget God's heart. We always think of only our heart and we tend to be blinded by our heart that we forget that God also has a heart. Now, I always tell anybody I've worked with and I work with that whenever you are dealing with somebody, it's no more you. It's us now. Whenever you are dealing, never forget anything that has got to do with somebody. It's no more you. Because the moment you say it's you, everything will spoil. The person will also say it's me. When you say I, the person will say I. So nothing will work. You must realize that the moment you are dealing with somebody, it's no more you. It's not us. You have to consider and factor in the person. You understand? It's the same with God. When we are dealing with God, we have to consider and factor in God. But many a time we do not consider, we do not factor in God. We are looking at the thing from our perspective. I'm talking about dealing with God. 
but at the same time ignore God's one, ignores God's way, God's interest. And yes, we want something. And that is one of the greatest downfall for a Christian. And this is one of the things that has hindered and prevented and stopped us from receiving a certain measure, from getting certain breakthrough, from being in a certain I use the realm with God. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 13 verse 22. Now we are reading these two scriptures just for us to show that God has a heart. And when I say a heart, it's not a cardinal, the cardinal thing. I'm talking about the nature, the conclusion, because as a man thinketh in his heart, so he see where a man's heart is laid his treasure. So heart is what you decide. Amen. So look at it. He said, after removing Saul, he made David their king. He, what? he testified concerning him, I have found David, son of what? Jesse. A man after my what? Own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Note, he has found David. David is after his heart. He's not after him, David, his heart. is after God's heart. Because it's after God's heart. That death, look this. What does he mean? That is, isn't it? Yeah. He will do everything. I want him to do. So meaning everything David will do, the, he will consider God. He will do things that God want him to do. Why? Because he is after God's heart. So if you are not after God's heart, you will not do what God wants you to do. Yes. But anything you are dealing with God, anything you are expecting with God, you have to remember God has his own heart. Just as you have your own heart. For you to really understand heart, I will use I will use the word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I will use the word um, uh, motive, or, or, or let me use the word purpose. As you are dealing with God for a purpose, God also has His own purpose. Yes, anything one from God as you are dealing like what's in you for God is also asking what's in it for me. Yeah. You can liken it to God's heart for a simple understanding. So he said, because David is after his heart, therefore that is, David will do everything. So sometimes you are dealing with God. You don't even consider God's heart in the issue, regarding the issue. Or you are not even considering God's interest. I'm using another word. You are caught up in your interest. And many a time, till you consider God's interest, you won't touch it. Yeah. Because he also has his heart. He also has his interest. He also has something that he wants. So today the teaching is to draw our mind to it. Because we, without that, we will not make certain progress. And that is what, this is one of the reasons why so many people truly love God, but they are not seeing God. They have zeal, but they are not achieving much. Because they forget that as they are serving God, as they are working with God, as they are praying to God, as they are relying to God, they will consider God's interest, God's heart, God's way in that thing. You can find it in marriage. Yeah. 
Because when you marry sometimes, you become selfish and all you want is you, you, you. You get blinded. That is not only you. It's about the other person. Please, you understand. It's about the other person. So now we are going to read scriptures and I will explain it further to you. Amen. So we all know that God has a heart. Amen. My point is not to prove that God has a heart today, but my point is to show us, amen, that everything you do, you have to consider God's interest in it. And I'm talking about everything you do in connection to God and make sure, make sure you meet his interest. Other than that, you, you are in trouble. For example, many people want the blessing of God. They want God to bless them. And God do bless. But what many people don't realize it. God, anytime you want blessing of God, God also wants something from you. You see, I don't know when it comes to God, it's like we become like God is not real. Yeah. Anything you are doing, there's an, some, with somebody, the person also has an interest. Yeah. You see, for example, you want the blessing of God. But you see, if you want the blessing, many want the blessing of God. God bless me, why are you not? But they forget that God also wants obedience from you. It's whenever you want the blessing of Deuteronomy 28. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 21 to, uh, 1 to 2. Many people want the blessing of God, but they forget that God, God also wants you obedient. Whenever you want the blessing of God. So many don't want to obey, but they want to be blessed. That's why many are not blessed. So he said, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commandments I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. All this blessing will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. So God said he will bless you, make you the top. But it's not something that just happened. It only comes once you obey God. So you see people seeking the blessing of God without seeking obedience to God. You won't get it. You've been short-sighted. You can see only blind. You are caught up in your blessing. You want God to bless you financially. What is God's commands about finances? What is your obedience to God about finances? God has an interest in finances. If you want God to bless you financially, he has an interest. He told you bring one-tenth. That is his interest. You are not obeying and you want that blessing. He has an interest though. You want healing, you want deliverance, your children, everything. God has an interest that he requires obedience. Show me what you need and I'll show you a scripture that demands something from you. Oh yes, you show me. Show me anything, anything. So note, it was repeated twice. Fully obey the Lord carefully. And this blessing will come upon you. So now we want to be blessed. We, and we are not in obedience to God. Listen to Christian, living anyhow, not even obeying, not even attending churches, but they rather talk big. They want. Not like God's word for God doesn't bless. Yeah, yeah. 
but you, 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 you want to marry me. What's in it for me? Listen, everybody who marries asks that question. Just that it won't come out of their mouth. Other than why do people divorce? If they don't marry for nothing, then why do you divorce? If somebody is employing you, you always ask, you don't know, but you ask, what's in for you? Your pay, the time. You are asking what's in it for you. If somebody is employing you, you are bringing him something. He's not giving the money for free. So many a time we want God's blessing, but we don't want the obedience. The moment you want God's blessing, God is asking for the obedience. What, what obedient are you in that he should bless you with that? Listen, many of the things perhaps they call blessing from God is not from God. If it's from God, he requires obedience from it. Believe me. And that is our trouble. We want to win souls. We are going, but we are not obeying the word on how to win souls. So we are giving out so much leaflet, but few, very few are coming. The Thursday we met a man. He, he came to us. He, he, we gave him a leaflet. He said he wanted a book. We said he should make a donation. He said he will make a donation. We said no book. That's the way we test. Amen. Then he, we, he, we gave him a leaflet. He, he said, you have no idea the number of invites I've got. He, he, he opened his pocket. He put a lot of leaflets. No, this is when he's walking. Walking all the way down. By the time he got to us. <laughs> so I said, wow, we are, we are doing a good job. We are sharing leaflets. But why are they not come? Because there's more to it than sharing leaflets. Amen. But the point is, you see, you want to be blessed. You want God to bless you, make you the head. God also wants you to obey his command. Then he will make you the head. We, all, we normally hear testimony, we hear what people, but we don't know the obedience, the painstaking obedience, the carefulness at all costs. So it's one of the greatest what delusion. You want to be blessed with car. That's your heart. Good, good, good. This is God's heart. He also wants you to obey him. So if you really want seek obedience, you see, it's like you want to make your partner happy. You have to seek what make him or her what happy. It's that simple. God won't make your mother happy, will not make your wife happy. Please, do you get it? It's that simple. Many couples are doing a lot of things, but they leave that one thing the partner wants. So still not happy. And that's how we deal with God. And it's called busybody. Because you are doing things to please you, not for God. Please, please, are you getting the message? Do, do you get the message? Like John 6, 27. John 6, 27 says, Jesus was the one talking there. And he said, we should not work. Amen. Or we should not seek. Let, let, let's read. He said, do not work for food that spoils, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed his self-approval. So many people, when they are walking with Christ, all their mind and everything is just seeking worldly things, things that, don't get me wrong, you don't even need God to get. You understand? Of course, 
There are, you can need God to get it, you understand? But there are things that what I'm trying to say that, you see, if God doesn't give it to you, someone can give it to you. And we forget to seek what actually we can, we can get from holy God. Eternal things, you can get it from holy God. So many people, as we are dealing with God, we are seeking a lot of things. There's nothing wrong. But all these things will spoil. The car will spoil. The marriage will spoil. Either you die or you die. Isn't it? You will not marry in your grave, isn't it? The suit will spoil. The work, one day you come to pension. You, you, you understand? Yeah. All these things. But the one thing that only God can give us, we don't seek it. So as you are seeking Jesus, as you are following him and you are saying, give me, bless me, his interest is you will be saved. His interest is you will have eternity. His interest is in eternity, you will have reward following you. Because what to him, him, is he from God? What shall it profit you if you gain this whole world and you lose your soul? You see, but you are thinking if you gain this world, you've done something. Fair enough, but you see, so as you are dealing with God, sometimes your mind is on the food. But his mind for you is in eternity. Until you capture that and accept that, you see that you would think God doesn't want you well or something. Because to God, it's not that job. You see, because to God, that job will make you backslide. But to God, it is about the job that you will get the time to serve him and grow. And be in church. Because without church, you won't grow, you backslide. Yes, yes. Nobody can grow without church. Yes, so if you, you don't realize this and look at God's heart, you'll be even going towards God to answer you is going be. You'll be even following things that you won't get or you'll be counterproductive in connection to God. Because God has a heart, a purpose. An interest in everything. Oh yes, he has his interest. This church has its interest. The interest of this church is different from the interest of the council. Yeah, he has its interest because God clearly gave us an interest. He clearly gave us an interest, and that is his heart. Please, do you get it? So many sometimes you are doing this. You just want partner but god he said this partner that's your end you yourself you are going cold and you are this partner is an unbeliever so that's your end but the moment you begin to see god's heart it changes everything things will begin to make sense in fact you act right you follow right and before you know it you have it god many just want the food not the entire how many people have come here, God has blessed, give them great healing, great deliverance, and they don't want anything to do with salvation. Even church service, they will not attend. It's a sign they don't want God. They don't want the eternal things that endure. They just want things that spoils. But they will say they are Christian, but reality, they are not. I'm not saying they are not Christian, but reality, what I'm trying to say that they are opposite everything God. So they will begin to have problems. So when you look at it like that, it is easier to lie or to be deceived to think that, oh, Christians are not making progress or it's full of trouble. No, no, no. Many Christians don't focus on the interest of God in a matter. If you want to have peace with your partner, the only way is to consider his interest 
in the marriage. Ananda, you will never have peace in the marriage. It's the same when you are dealing with God, when you want God to come true. Because see, like God, he has his interest. He has things he's doing. You, the things you, you think is priority now, even before you die, you see that it's not priority. So most of the things you think is great, God to God is this. No, 20 years ago, your mobile phone you had, you thought it was. Today, will you use that phone? But you see, 20 years ago, God knows today. So that phone was nothing. God will not even give any sacrifice, anything for that phone. But you are earthly, so you will sacrifice for that phone. So imagine if you lose your phone, your soul for that phone. If because of that phone, you lost your virginity today. Because of that phone, you had AIDS. Imagine today how you regret, but it's too late. I'm using this example for us to see that a lot of things you think you cherish, when you compare it to eternity, it's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. Believe me. It's nothing. So all I'm trying to say that God also has an interest. So anything you want from God, there's an interest. You must seek to meet that interest. For example, many people want power. They want power of God. They want anointing of God. They want gift of God. And God do give those gifts. God do give those power. God do give those anointing. You see? And don't get me wrong, it is a very great thing to be anointed. It's a very great thing to get the gift of God. It's a very great thing. God, these are things you can't buy. These are things you can't earn. So it's a very great thing. But you see, when God look at us, your gift, your, your power, your anointing is nothing. God, your anointing can't impress God. He gave you the anointing. He can give a five-year-old anointing today. He can give a ten-year-old who cannot speak. Damn. Power today. You see the... So when God looks at you, it means nothing. It means nothing. It's not valued from God. It is only valued among us men. But when God looks at you, what does he want? He wants character. He wants attitude. He's looking at your behavior. Because that one he can't. God cannot give you attitude. God cannot give you character. God cannot behave. That's what he's looking at. So if you want to please God, you cannot please God by your power, your authority, your anointing, but by your attitude, by, by, by your character. That is the thing. So you want to please God. It's not even your prayer. It's not your prayer. It's your attitude, your character, who you are, not your fasting. You see, there's a scripture in, let's read that scripture. In uh, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 58. Two to seven is quite long, but we read it. Amen. What God wants is you're dealing with humanity. Your power there is nothing. It's useless before God. When God sees, he doesn't see anything like power. He doesn't see anything like gifts. He rather see what you do with the gift, how you handle the gift. That's what matters. Look at it. This was God talking on. This was God talking. And he said, for, for day after day, they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways. They are seeking me out. They want to know my ways. You understand? To know. 
as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of it. In other words, this is saying that before you seek God and you want to know his ways, you must first meet God's needs by what? Obeying. Because it said they are seeking, want to know his ways, you know, his power and things, as if they do right. You understand? Okay, now let's watch it. They asked me for just decision and seem eager for God to come near them. Have you seen many Christians who seem eager? Blah, 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 but their life is everything opposite Christ. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed it? So they said, listen, God is saying that these people are very eager to know me. They have fasted and everything, and I haven't mind them. And now they're asking, why is that I've been fasting, I've been praying, and yet still nothing. Then God responds, say, yet on the day of fasting, you do as you please. You are fasting, you are praying, but you are doing as you please, not as God wants. As you please. And what are some of the... He, said, he started giving some of the examples. He said, you exploit your workers. Your fasting and inquiring, strife and striking each other, strife, fighting, chakrawing. So what is God saying? And and striking each other. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on eye. You see. So you you are thinking of fasting. You are thinking of praying. You are thinking of to God. But I say it won't work because He's also watching your character. All these things are character. All these things are behavior. The way you are. Our behavior, the way you are. That's what it is. Let's go to the service. We are reading to the service. Amen. He said, is this not the kind of fast after? So he's showing you the behavior he wants. Amen. He's showing the behavior what he wants. And I'm jumping to the sense. He said, is it not this kind of fasting I've chosen to lose the chains of injustice, untie the cause of the yoke, to set the press free, break every yoke, share your food with each other who are hungry and the poor wanted. In other words, give. In other words, love. In other words, behave in just. So sometimes we are praying, we are doing a lot of things. But God, that doesn't move God. It's our behavior. I, I know people really pray, but very wicked. Very wicked. You don't even want to be around them. Very wicked. But those people, their prayer amounts to nothing. It's because you human being, you can't pray when you see somebody, hey, 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 you freak out and you consider as power. But before God, it's nothing. I'm not the one saying it's the scripture that is saying. But the point is, you want power, you want God to come because what they seek is to know God, God's way. And those are the things we consider power, revelation things. But those things useless before God. When you, you see, my my friend that I grew up with, when God called both of us, the guy is a Catholic, has never been printed. Because the moment God gave him, called him, the moment he became born again, he doesn't even know the Bible, he was given a prophetic gift. That's why we call it a gift. I never, before I know it, I could teach the Bible. It's a gift. It means nothing to God. Yes, among men is great. But to God is nothing. But my character, my attitude, what, what moves me, how I deal with human beings, how I deal with my children, my partners, the people of God, those in my up above me, those below me, those are the 
things that God matters. Those are what God sees. Like that's why he, 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 see, we read the first scripture. He said, David, a man after my heart. Therefore, he does everything. What was one of the things? See, don't take it for granted. Saul wanted to kill David. David had Saul to kill him. But David couldn't kill Saul only because God's word forbid him. He knew Saul was an enemy. The man has come to kill me and I've got him. But Bible said when he cut the cloth, his heart sued him. The word said, do not touch my anointed. His enemy, but he can't because of God. Because God's interest is how David will behave. Whether David will obey his word. You, those who disobey the word, whether right or wrong, they have reasons. So everyone will have a reason for disobeying. No matter what your reason, disobedience is disobedience. Your reason doesn't qualify it. Please, are you getting it? So you are looking, look at Matthew chapter 6. No, sorry, not Matthew chapter 6, please. Let's rather read. Mm, I've jumped through, Barry. <laughs> Amen. Mm, let's rather read. Mm, Matthew chapter 7, 21 to 23. Please, are you getting me? Yeah. So, God, look at different. No? It's not the prayer God listens to. It's not the song. In fact, there's one scripture that says, we will read it, say, I'm tired with your noise. He called the, the, the songs of the people noise. Yes. So look at this. Look at this. He said, not everyone who said to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of the Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, we prophesy in your name, drove out demons, perform miracles. I'll tell them, I don't know. This is power. Anyone who is casting out devils, prophesying it's what we call power but jesus said, i don't know you away from me so you you value these things but with god it's nothing you, you think when i stand before god god sees anointing no 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 he doesn't see anointing when i stand before god he doesn't see all his he will see is my heart whether i am humble whether i am thinking about him his interests whether that his children that he has given me to take care are also my children. That's what he that's the only thing you look at. That's the only thing. That's the only thing you look at. You see, many people don't understand why Solomon should be king. <laughs> because even though David sinned, he's a man who did everything God wants. He's after God's heart. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. So all I'm trying to say is that God has an interest. When you are dealing with God, you must be aware of God's what? Interest. There are things that are great among men, are precious in the church, matters in the church, but before God, it doesn't matter. It has no value before God. And there are things that you think has no value, you think is nothing in the church among them. But before God, it is everything. Why can't we preach the uh, beatitudes? Do we know the beatitudes? Matthew chapter 5. Why can't we preach it? Why is that many Christians can't read it? In fact, when many Christians read it, they don't understand it. Do you know why? The reason is simple because 
it, it blows our mind. It confuses our belief. It is everything opposite we consider to be precious and to be God. Because we think if you, you understand, no, that's the main reason. That's the Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 to 12. Look at the things that Jesus said is blessed. Look at the people Jesus called blessing. Look, look at it too. Start from the three, yeah, three. You start from the three to five. Look at it too. You see, this, is, this was Jesus. Who, so if you want to argue, go and argue with Jesus. But he's you see, you see, blessed are the poor in spirit. On this earth, we don't consider the poor in spirit to be blessed. But in heaven, before God, those are blessed. Blessed are they that mourn. We don't consider those that mourn. We rather say something is wrong with them. Blessed are they that are meek. 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 Very humble and cool. We don't respect them. We take them for granted. Blessed are those who hang and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Continue for me, please. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Today, when somebody is being persecuted for righteousness, he rather got offended. Because you think because of righteousness, you shouldn't be persecuted. In this world, you will be persecuted because of righteousness. Joseph was persecuted because of his righteousness. But the point I want to be saying, why you read this, you will understand it. Because it contradicts everything you believe. Everything you hold high. But from God's side, these are the things. When God wants to see if I'm blessed, he will not consider car. He will not consider children. These are the things he will consider. You will consider my car, my children as blessing. Which it is because I'm a soul. But from God, those things, see, Solomon didn't have the cars we had. Don't you get it? He didn't have hot water. But the Bible says he was blessed, very rich. He didn't have a phone. So those things are a human time tone blessing. God doesn't, but this are the sin. When God sees a meek person, when God sees a peacemaker, hey, you are blessed. Because many people don't want peace. Many people can't have peace. Many people cannot be righteous to even follow righteousness because from God, these are the spirit. That's why sometimes the people you think God have anointed and you see, sometimes you cannot handle them. You think his English is not good. You think he's dressed some way. He like this, but he's anointed <laughs> because God does not see the Bible say as you see. You see, because you man, you. You judge by what you see, but God judge by the heart. Note, not what by the person have. You judge by what people have. Listen to argument about pastors. Always say the pastor has. Why can the pastor have private? Why the, all those are if God doesn't see anything about that. But if the manner is wrong, the manner he sees, you understand. But not the thing, not the thing. Is is all those things value? Is 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 nothing. You know, it's because you don't have money. It's because you don't have money. Because, you see, I don't know how much your shoe is. But I tell you, if you tell me, if your shoe is 60 pounds and above, and you go to some place, I can take you to a town, not a village, a town in Ghana or Jamaica, and tell them that this is your shoe, 60 pounds. They'll say, no, you're a fool. Why would you buy this shoe, 60 pounds? They'll tell you that they will use 50 pounds to start selling, trade their capital, and use 10 pounds to buy this shoe at some corner, they'll show you where. 
you, you understand but they are not right it's because they are poor so some of the things is big deal to you because you don't have money oh it's because see i have a friend who became a millionaire amen so when this friend became a millionaire he went to america holiday and he came and i went to visit him uh, and he was showing me the things he's bought from america and i remember he showed me one boot a boot and that boot he said he bought a thousand five thousand five dollars and i said oh i mentioned his name and so oh, but me and you know this boot is just like the hundred pound boots we wear so why will you of all people buy this shoe thousand five and said listen if you don't spend the money, you die and some foolish person come and spend the money for you. So you have to spend the money. So he explained to me that is why we buy our beggar 100 pounds. Because somebody will come and you, the things you do enjoy, the person come and enjoy it. So not like they don't know that they can get, but it's a way. A way. Sometimes they just pay for the exclusiveness. So I'm saying that you don't have money. He has money. So his, my, his hundred pound plus has become a thousand pound plus. Please, you understand. But the point I'm trying to make is you must see also from God. You must now also consider God's interest. In anything you're dealing with God, what does God want also? What does God want also? Because man sees by what what he sees but god sees by the heart the heart is the raw you so god don't see you giving me 20 pounds but he see he doesn't see the 20 pound i see the 20 pound but he see the reason for giving me the 20 pound god doesn't see you saying no to me but he see the reason for saying no so they are saying no one is correct before god one is wrong before god because the same no but the motive is different. Please do we get it? And if we don't change this, we will be making noise in the sense that we put in so much and nothing is coming. Like the scripture we read in the Isaiah, they have fasted. They have prayed. But nothing. How many people have fasted and prayed? Nothing. Because they've forgotten the real thing which they take for granted. The real thing which they take for granted which, which, which is just justice. And those things the Bible says respect. Respect who respect is due. You cannot behave any way to anyone. There are people they are res you must respect them. Respect is due them. Honor to who honor is. Honor is not up and down. Honor is one way. Respect is up and down. There are people you have to honor them. They don't need to honor you. If you don't honor them, you will be in trouble. Your mother don't need to honor you. Your mother only needs to respect you. are to honor your mother. It's an upward thing. It's not an up and down thing. No, 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 no. No, no. No, no, no. That's why every office, the boss chair is different. Because, you see, the boss decision will have impact on all of us. By the boss, we can all become what? We, we, all, we can lose the camp. We, we all can be redundant by the boss. The burden. So we honor him. 
whether the company will prosper or not, we honor the boss. If you don't believe it, go to other countries. There can never be any big country company there because the bosses are not bosses. Please, do you understand? For example, you see people or you see us. You see us. We want, we want more from God. We want more from God. You, you, we want more from God, but we don't want accountability. We, we want post, but we don't want accountability. But God, it doesn't work like that. Too. I'm teaching you something. I pray you get it. Because sometimes I say, people, see, for example, Luke chapter 12, verse 48, if I'm right. It says, look, yeah, Luke chapter 12, verse 48. It says, to he that more is given, more is expected. You, you just want to get from God, get, get, get. From, not everything I'm talking is God. Oh. Human waste is corrupted. So you cannot compare human waste to God's waste. That's why God himself said, your ways are not like his ways. You see, he said, but the one who does not know the things deserving punishment uh, for everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much will be asked. So from God's point of view, there is nothing, nothing from God with that, without responsibility, without accountability. People want to be pastors without responsibility. People want to be quiet people without responsibility. That's why there are so many of us without power. Because till you take on the responsibility, you won't see God in it. It's not a posting. It's not a posting. People want more from God without responsibility. They want to work in certain authority without responsibility, without duty. Hey, it doesn't work like that. You can manage with human beings, but not with God. With God, you won't succeed. That, you see, the thing is, you, you don't know what somebody is doing in connection to God. Because, see, like we all came here, nobody knows what everybody done in their room. When we finish, we are all going. You don't know. So you can easily be deceived to think some is lucky, some is fortunate. Because you don't know the burden. You don't know how many people want to serve God. You want, you want a trust. Whenever you want to serve God, you want a trust. But you don't want any responsibility. You don't want any commitment. You want to see more miracles. more but You don't want. But to him, more is given. More is expected. More will be required. Will be required. Listen, I beg you. I pray you get this message. Even Bible say Jesus. Bible say even Jesus, even though he was a son, has to humble himself and suffer. Bible say and suffer many things, so that, so that he did not be, become Christ just because he's Christ. He had to go. And take on, yes, the way of being Christ. 
That's why he kept saying, I will fulfill this prophecy must be fulfilled. That's why he even told John the Baptist, I beg you, please baptize me because all scripture must be fulfilled. Even he, God has an interest in everything. I beg you, I beg you. And you see, it's not straightforward because God's interest will all many a times will clash with your interest. And now there are a lot of things on this earth in our life, in the church, in Christendom that we consider it as God, which is not to. There are a lot of things that we, we value. Amen. In this country, in the church, in our life, that yes, among human beings is valuable, but before God, it is not valuable. It is not true. And in dealing with God, till we begin to value what God values, the, the, the power, the real blessing, the, the tangibility, evidence of God in our life will not be there or will not be there into a certain degree. It's not a small thing, but it's something you must know and we must fight for. We must get our values right. It is important. For example, we want a big church. We want a big church. Why not? You see, it's good. And we will have a big church. But you see, God is not interested in a big church. God, look at the Bible, never said he wants a big church. Of course, if we are winning souls, which we are to win souls, if we are to convert people, if we are to transform people, we must increase. So we must grow. The church must become big, which it will become. But it's different from wanting a big church. Do you get it? You can gather a crowd, isn't it? If you want a big crowd, there's a way to gather a crowd. So God is not interested in gathering a crowd. When you read Ephesians, he said he wants a church without wrinkle, a church without blemish. That, that is the kind of church he wants. Of course, the more of that church, the better. But he's not in for a big church. God has a way he can gather people. If he's gather people, oh, it's like you want Facebook, like you want to gather people. There's a way you can. Political parties, there's a way they gather people. You see, so if you want the church to grow, as we look for big church, let not blind you about what God wants. Ephesians, let's read Ephesians, please. Chapter 5, verse 25 to 27. Please, do you get it? Yes. The, the other kids are in the Sunday school. So Esther, they can go if they want to. The other kids are there. They can go if they want to. Yeah. Please, are, are you getting it? Look at it. It said, and present to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and what? Blameless. Blameless. Continue. I want them to see that he's talking about his church, the 28. Amen. And live a life of, mm, he has twisted it. She has twisted it. Amen. 
Praise the Lord Jesus. Dora, have, I, have you twisted it on me? You were meant to start from the 25 to 27. Amen. But look at the church God wants. Mm. Uh-huh. So husband, blah, 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 like Christ loved the church. So Christ loved the church. Christ gave himself for it. Why? That the church would be what? Sanctify and cleanse. That might be presented to himself, glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Because he wants a holy and a church without blemish. 27, let's finish. Please, you understand. So, as a pastor, this is what I want to build. Of course, I want this to increase in numbers. But I'm not trying to get numbers. At the expense of this. So if numbers is not coming, I want this. If, because, see, one brother had a, a dream. This brother said he was praying to God. And he was praying to God that God should tell him, show him who am I, who his pastor is. Because he's joined the church now young. Who am I? He said he was praying like fervent midnight. And he said he slept and he had a dream. And he saw me building a, a very big white house. And as we were building with solid materials like block, uh, steel, and concrete. And say all white. And the brother said saw, he saw Pastor Joyce who like pack, pass me brick, I'll put it. And he saw that him too, he was there. He would take something, give it to Pastor Joyce, and he'll pick him. You see, God was showing the can of church. I am building. Whatever it was, God would have shown him. Pure white, without blemish, without stain. I don't know this. Because when God sees us, he doesn't see numbers. Because he said, in that day, many will come and say no. He said, many will say, Lord, Lord, Lord. But you see, if you want a crowd, you can easily get a crowd. There are people that I've confronted in the church, and I knew every bit of me that this thing as I'm bringing up, that is the end, the person will go. And I know if, if, if I want the person to stay, I shouldn't talk about this. Several, I can mention men and women, I should just be quiet. Which, if I had been quiet, they would be in the church. They would be happily in the church. But that would be a wrinkled church. A stained church, a church without power, a church without glory. But don't get it's not easy. But that's why we must understand what 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 is God's interest in what you are asking, in what you are doing with him for him, in what you are dealing in connection to him. What is God's interest? Look, look at the way. Look at social media. If you look at social media, and if you look at Christians or pastors, what is one thing that comes into your mind? Me, one of the things that come into my mind, Emilia, you have made me really thirsty. <laughs> to drink some of it. <laughs> I tell you. I think this heat is too, it's too hot here. I think this. <laughs> and the moment I saw it, <laughs> please not that one. Uh, th that one rather, please. <laughs> mm. 
Don't do that again. <laughs> God is good <laughs> all the time. Amen. You see? I was saying, if you look at social media, for example, you wonder when you look at Christians or pastors or churches, you wonder what are we about? Sometimes when you listen to the preach, you wonder, like, what 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 are we about? What's the preaching for? Sometimes I wonder, ah, is the intention for a person is a show off? Many a time you could tell it's a show off. It's to get views. It's to go viral. But is that what God really wants? Is that what brings the blessing? It's because you see them today, tomorrow they are no more, you are not even aware. And then that you know that those who have been there and have longevity and yes, they didn't go for view. Even though the views will grow, they didn't go for popularity, even though they will become popular. Because, you see, when we read Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 to 6, it says something very important. Jesus was teaching about reward. And he said, some people pray toward show off. And by showing off, they've received their reward. But if you don't do it to show off, you get a reward from God. So some of the things we do, what you don't know is the way you are doing, you want everybody to know that you are doing well. That is your reward. No reward is coming from Ghana. That is why after all the hey, you go and you are frustrated because no real reward. All you have is fans. Look at it. He said, take heed that you do not, ye do not your arms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise you... Be careful not to do your act of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpet, as the hypocrite do in the synagogue and on the street. To be honored by men, I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Quickly, please. To the six, four to six. So that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees in what is done in secret will reward you. Amen. Whenever you see any true man or child of God, the main thing they do, you wouldn't know. Because if you know, they will not get the reward. That's why sometimes you hear testimony this, but you don't know how the person is. Even me as a pastor, there are things I never want to say. Just that because I'm a pastor, I have to say it so that you are not deceived to think that I don't pray. But if I get, I will never tell you I pray. I'll never even tell you I prayed this long. But you see, in order that you are not deceived, I have to tell you. Please, are we getting it? So look at what, not only say, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners. But the danger, I'm cutting it short, say, but they have received their reward in full. But if you pray, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So anything you are doing, the purpose will make you, either God reward you or the crowd reward you. 
I always speak to the workers about purpose. It's not leading the prayer. You are standing here leading the prayer, but God is watching the purpose for you praying. You want to prove a point to them, or you want to lead them into prayers. God is watching you. I can, I can preach without scriptures. I can preach without making scriptures. And in fact, when you preach like that, it's nice. But that is not God is interested in. God is interested that his people will be shown the scriptures and the scriptures explain to them. Yeah, that is what he's interested in. That is what he's interested in. One time I was, just last week, not this Thursday, I was at Jesus Dancer campaign. A man came. He was talking with me. We were just talking. I even, not the man said, oh, you're a pastor because you're just flowing with the scriptures. The scriptures is just coming out of you. I didn't even realize it. But you see, God is interested in the people knowing the scriptures. See, sometimes you are interested in the sensation. God is not interested in the sensation. He's interested in the truth. Because truth is not necessarily sensational. All I'm trying to say is, we have to think deep in our dealing with God, for God, whether in prayer, whether in reading the word. Why are you reading the word? Sometimes I hear people say, I read the entire Bible in a year. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's fine. But me, I can't read the entire Bible in a year. I've never done it. But I've read the Bible back and forth all the time. Because when I read the Bible, I take my time. And when I read the Bible, I never read the Bible to come and preach to you. I always read it to myself. So I read it. I pause. I think of it. I apply it to myself. I've never listened preaching to preach to you people. Some of you are here, you are listening to preaching, you are thinking of others. Yes, others might come into mind because you could see that this thing, this, but the preaching is for you. It's for you. You are the one being preached to. It's for you. You are the one. You are the one. You, okay, maybe you don't know. I've come to preach to you, to you, to you, to you, to you. Not to anybody, you, you. you are, yes, you are the reason I'm saying this. Yes, when I was coming, I didn't have credit in mind. I had you, you in mind. Yeah, you in mind. When I was praying, Lord, what do I teach? I didn't have my mother in mind. I had you in mind. God, the preaching is for you. Yeah, it's for you. So all I'm saying that we have to begin to consider God's way. We have to. It's very what important. Many people want good jobs or want to serve in a high places, but they don't want to even have a skill or increase their skill. It doesn't work like that. You see, God is a just God who. He is a just God. In fact, the justice of God will not allow God, listen, will not allow God to make them give you a doctor post whilst you are a nurse. Because you are going to kill people, you are going to do damage. So you see, the justice system of God himself will not allow him. Because the Bible says he's a just God. What God will do is, as you study to become a doctor, it will help you. But maybe 
showing you the best way to learn. Or whatever you learn, he will let you understand. But you could see as I use this example because it's clear. You could see the things we are praying, we want God to do. You could see we don't qualify for it. We don't qualify for it. We don't even want to prepare ourselves for it. We don't want to learn any skill for it. We don't even want to train ourselves for it. You won't get it. Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, Have you seen a man skilled, high skilled in his way? Say he will serve before what? Kings. Amen. So it shows that if you want to go higher, you have to be skillful. It shows that nobody, nobody, 22, 29, I said, please. 22, 29. Nobody, 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 I want that version, please. The one that you skilled. Amen. No, the higher you go, the, the up you will be. See, one time we were in church. I forgot who was used to play the keyboard. I think it was Rhoda. I'm not sure who was playing the keyboard. Amen. Please change the version. Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. If you are going to serve before important people, whatever your work, you have to be skilled in it. You have to. See, anytime anybody, since not church, this place, since we came to this place, whenever anybody come here and he's, for example, the moment Mr. Conrad came here, he had a problem with things here because of his background. Mr. James Frank came here, he was an electrician. The moment he came here, he had a problem with things here. He was insisting he would fix it, so he fixed it. The same with Mr. Conrad, because he, a painter does not just see painting. Electrician does not just see, he will see dangers. I remember Mr. Jesus said, this is this, this is this, this is this. I said, please, can you do it for us? He said, I'll come and do it. You, you understand? So if you are going to go higher, they see, they hear. And the only way you can serve, they can receive you, you will have to be skillful in whatever service. So if you don't want to be skillful, skillful, you see, God values skillfulness. Because God can give you grace. He can give you talent. But he cannot give you skillfulness. Because skillfulness comes with practice, training, painstaking. That's the only way. That's why God valued that one. From God, God's point, he valued that one than gift. Yeah, I'll show you a scripture. One of the reasons he liked David so much, because David was skillful. I read the book. He said God was showing him one of the reasons why the menstrual, when David played the menstrual, the Holy Spirit moved. Because you know the Bible said whenever he prayed, deliverance take place. He said because David, when David found the harp, he himself learned how to play the harp. Because remember, he was a shepherd and he was a high school. So he gave it all before finally he succeeded with the harp. So he said, when God saw that, he said, God sent an angel to be helping him. Without him knowing, but as you are practicing, the angels whispering thought, all of a sudden you just understand and you are practicing it. Yeah, yeah. The keyboard, 
then we had a, a service, a miracle service or so. And then a guy came. I know him. I know he played the keyboard. So when he came, let him just play the keyboard. When he took the keyboard, you think this. Ah, isn't this the same keyboard we've been playing? As if, yeah, was, it's the same keyboard. Yeah. The skill. Yeah. The skill. So now if I'm looking for someone to pay, I will never go for the first person. I'll go for the second person. Because the difference was clear. You see, it's natural. You always want the best. You see, so I'm trying to say people want best. They don't want to be skillful. People want good partners. They don't want to train themselves for what good partners want. People want nice things, but they don't want to be fitting for nice things. It doesn't work like that. Until we face these realities, we will struggle unnecessary. Or we put in so much, like we have fasted, we have sought your ways, but nothing. Because we forget that the one that is in our power to do. Please, do, do you understand? Yes. Are you sure you understand the yes. message? Yes. What am I saying today? I'm saying that in our dealing with God or in connection to God, or you can translate this to life itself, there is always an interest of God or other people in what you want whenever the thing has got to do with somebody. And it is important you consider that interest. If it's important, you serve and you meet that interest for you to get your interest. Please, do you get it? Like many people want to be the favorite of God, blah, blah, want to have power. But one, one popular scripture, it says, God sought for a man to stand in the gap. Amen. That he will say, don't destroy them, that God will stop. Amen. Ezekiel 22, 30. So you see, yeah, a man can be there and you say, no, no, and you'll be no. But that man must be standing in the gap. Try, have you stand security before? Have you seen how it's painful? So it's not just seeking a man to say, no, no. He's seeking a man, the man to say, no, no, to stand in a gap. Amen. To stand what? In a gap. But we all want to say no, no. No, no means you have the power to stop God. To, to, to reason with God. Amen. Ezekiel 22, 30. Amen. Please, do you get it? I look for a man among them who will build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not have to destroy it. That is power. But he's not just seeking for a man to give him power, but a man to stand in the gap. So many men are saying, here I am, but they don't want to stand in the gap. Like the church, there's so much we can do, we want to do, but we don't want to train to do. We don't want to learn to do. We don't want to sacrifice to do. If we don't get this reality, we won't really become what we actually have to become. We won't really possess what we actually need to possess. Remember, 
everything God, God has an interest. Everything, every human being with another human being, the other human being have an interest. And so do you. And if you are able to meet the other person's interest, your interest will be met. If you meet God's interest, it is automatic your interest will be met. Because God is not a man that he should lie. God will not fail. He will not cheat you. He will not say a thing and not what? Do it. So when he spoke about fasting, he meant it. But just that we are fasting and quarreling. That's the problem. So he cannot answer. Because if anything, the fasting is supposed to break us so that we don't quarrel. And we are rather quarreling. We are rather striving. You, you see, when you are hungry, you see, you become cool. So you are even cool, you are fighting, striving. Hey! Meanwhile, it's meant to break you, you know, mellow you. <laughs> so it's not the fasting that doesn't work. It's our behavior. It's our behavior. It's our attitude. It's not God that doesn't want to give the power. But it's like we want the power without responsibility. It's not God who doesn't want to answer the prayer or the promise. But we want the answer prayer promise without the obedience. Meanwhile, God can't give you anything outside his word. Yeah, John 1, John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. He said, everything is from the word. Everything is from the word. So God cannot bless you or give you anything that contradicts the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Is the three that one. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So if it's going to come from God, it will always be in line with the word. So if we walk with the word, it is easy. And if we walk outside the word, it's impossible. Because the Bible says in Psalms, say, God, God has lifted his name, his word, above his own name. And Jesus said the scriptures cannot be broken. We, we have to thank God. Thank God. You have to 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 thank God. When you start thanking God, your behavior will change. Your perspective will change. When you start thanking God, things will become, the delay will cease. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the delay will cease. Amen. I met a pastor. The first time I met the pastor, the first time I went to a house, as a pastor from nowhere, as he was talking, he was talking about how another pastor has betrayed him, has taken away his instrumentals and things. I felt very sad, extreme sad. The reason why I felt very sad is I hear this from most pastors. And I've seen it. Why, why, why should it be? That thing shouldn't, she shouldn't even be among pastors, among the church. How come that is rather in us? Have we been called to steal members? Have we, been, have we not been called to win souls? Yes. Isn't this wickedness? And you think your church will grow? It will never grow. Mark it. Most churches start, they don't exist. Most churches will become weaklings. They are weak because the foundation is corrupt. It's corrupt. No, you, that shall not steal. Think of it. And if you are going to steal, you are going to steal to build God's church. You've corrupted everything. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. 
You see, but because we don't forget, we forget what God wants. We, we don't thank God. Thank God. You know, there's something we used to say, I don't know, we used to say, think Ghana. Think Ghana mean anything you're buying, if Ghana produce it, buy it first. Eh? You understand? Meanwhile, Ghana don't produce anything. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> it's true, they produce chocolate. But she forgotten to say that for Ghana, chocolate is a luxury. The ordinary Ghanaian hardly eat chocolate. So what's chocolate for them? The ordinary Ghanaian hardly eat chocolate. That's the truth. Share Auntie Madeline. A person is looking for money to buy meal, meal. You say chocolate. <laughs> the person is now trying to eat three times a day. You say chocolate. Because Ghana, you eat three times a day. Eh? Because the sun will burn the energy. Eh? You eat. By the time you pass through the sun, you sweat. You are hungry. Yeah. <laughs> three times. You, hey, you want a meal, you say chocolate. <laughs> uh, uh, amen. But they buy it anyways, because you can buy a single one. So I'm trying to say that if you want more, he expects more. If he gives you more, he expects more. Like one scripture we didn't read, we won't read. It is, it is what? Required of what? A steward to be found. Faithfulness. You are steward. It's a requirement. God interest that you find faithfulness. Faithfulness make commitment to whatever. If you can leave it, wash your hand, go. He, God respects you for that. In fact, you consider you an honest man. Than to be it and not be committed. I always make it easy for people to stop the work. I always make it easy. Because God will never, never be offended if you stop the work. Even though he wish you would. But if you are there and you are not committed, you are disturbing him. In fact, you are disturbing the workers. You are disturbing the pastor. Because if you don't have help, you know I don't have help. And you think you have help, but reality you don't have is painful. But I say it is required. So what is God's requirement of this? It's not a post. Church, all I'm saying that you have to thank God. You have to see from God's perspective too. The way you see from your perspective or human perspective, it's good. But there is a God perspective. And you must see from that angle as well. The moment you start seeing from that angle, I repeat, things will begin to change for you. Things will begin to fall in place. Like healing. One of the people I struggle with healing in general are people who are not committed. Even with deliverance. Because you see, it's like you are sitting here. Sometimes the great healing comes as I'm preaching now. Sometimes, I'm not preaching about healing, but because you always can, that is when the Lord will touch you. Yes. That is when the Lord will touch you. That is when the Lord. There was a pastor, Bible studies, small Bible studies. He had the healing. They brought him. A person from nowhere, blind. So they brought him. He prayed, he prayed, laid hands on them. Several times, nothing happened. Over several weeks, nothing happened. In their heart, it's like, bed we've prayed, nothing happened. Several times. But they always come Bible study. They always come Bible study. And one day, we just sit there, Bible study, Bible study. All of a sudden, the person's eye open, ears open. Bam. Bam. Just like that. 
Just like that. No prayer, not even preaching, Bible studies. You see how Bible studies is cool and relaxed. Yeah. Just the eye just open, the ear just open, just like that. Just like that. Amen. So please, there's a God factor. There's a God factor. And it changes things. That is what makes the difference. Amen. You've heard the word of God. You know what this word means to you. Please just stand up and begin to pray. Pray regarding this word. Regarding this word that you have heard. Amen. Whatever has inspired, whatever has come into you. Pray, pray, pray regarding this word. The Bible said in James as well, James chapter 1, verse 7 to 8, it said a double-minded person will not receive anything from God. Sometimes we are double-minded. We don't believe. One month we believe, the next month we don't believe. We are double-minded. How do we receive from God? Amen. So you have to know that after for God, he wants a single-mindedness to receive from him. Single-mindedness means you must believe thoroughly, all out, accept it fully. That is how you receive from God. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com God bless you.